Hi everyone, welcome to the latest edition of the TLGP podcast. I'm Matt and today I'm again joined by Colin as we continue to discuss the five steps required to maximise your PE and school sports spending. So today we're going to look at step four, which is deciding how you're going to track your progress and ensure you meet your goals. Yeah, so we've we've covered the prior three steps, which were just to recap step one, which was completing the audit of where we were from a PE perspective. So we talked about being really honest and thorough and making sure that we knew truly exactly where we were. Then we looked at step two, which was setting the goals for the academic year. So based on where we were, where we wanted to be come the end of the year. And then finally, last week, we looked at deciding how you were going to get from A to B. So basically what you needed to spend money on or what you needed to implement to get from where we are to where we want to be. And that leads us on to step four. Which is basically talking about tracking impact. Yeah, so in a nutshell, looking at how we're going to track the impact of the plans in place to get to the targets. So really this stage is about making sure we've got the ability to track them. Yeah, so absolutely. Stage stage five next week is how is about doing the actual tracking and amending the plans and things like that. So this one is looking at can I track it? So I've got this idea, I've put it in place, can I track it? And if so, how? So can you give us an example of that for us, please? Yeah, so over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about um, getting children, more children involved in extracurricular activity is kind of the example. Yep. So I think we talked about 80% last week, maybe. So eight, yeah, eight, I think it would have been 80. So if we've said, right, we, you know, stage one, we've looked at where we are. We currently have 60%, 50% of children involved. Stage two is what do we want to do? We want to get 80% of children involved. Step three is, right, here's our plan to go from 50 to 80. Step four is, can I track it? So step four is, can I track it? And if I can, how do I track it? So how do I track that I'm going to measure that 80% at the end of the year? So the first thing you do is you look at what you've already got in place. And then you look at what needs to be done on top of that potentially to be able to continually track your performance so in the in this example you know the starting place is well we've got registers okay so we've got the registers from the after school tools or whatever but that's only the beginning of the process only the beginning yeah so this is where subject leaders often forget or don't look at the bigger picture of not being the only stakeholder in this so for this to work properly for anything to work properly in PE you need buy-in from other people it's not just about a subject leader or a head teacher having a plan and that plan will then be delivered. There are there are other stakeholders in that process, whether that be teachers, whether that be office staff, whether that be external companies that come and support. The whole picture is is more than just a subject leader. And you know, to to make this particular scenario work, you're looking at, okay, we're gonna use registers. Well, who gets that register? You know, does that go to the office? At what point at the minute does that register come to the subject leader? Does it go into a file? Does it ever get looked at? You know, so if if I put X, Y, and Z in place, is it going to affect the workload of the office manager? Can I do it without adding workload to other people? You know, so if it's just a register, how do I turn that register into a statistic? How do I track it? How do I add register to register? You know, I'm going to potentially need to say, right, here's the register from the first club, here's the register from the second, here's the register from the third. You know, I need that data to not just be registers. I need it to be those three registers add up to 18, 20, 30 children, which is 10% of the school, which means I've still got 70% to go to get my target. So registers are great, but the longer the year goes on, 
if you leave them as just registers, the longer the adding process and the, the maths process comes to turn it into a number that you need to use to, to track your targets. That, does that make sense? Yeah, so a lot of what you just said there fits into the SMART goals we were talking about last week, a few weeks ago, whenever it was. You've got, you need that, that agreement from other people to be involved in it as well before it can be part of your tracking. So it needs it needs organisation, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it certainly does need agreement, you know, it, but it needs, I think the key word there you mentioned is organisation. And that's, you know, that's the big thing here is that, you know, you've, you've got the data and a lot of schools have the data, but it's having the data in a format that can easily be tracked. Go on. Well, if, if you want 80% unique participation, right, then you need to know that 20% aren't participating that makes sense yeah yep yep so if we use registers you've got to go through them you've got to check the children that have duplicated clubs so you know because if johnny attends rugby on a monday and hockey on a wednesday and sarah attends rounders on a tuesday and football on a thursday that's only one child you know unique yeah so you've got to kind of process the registers away a little bit and go right let's take out all the duplicates then we've got to manually put that into something that sets up the unique numbers. Then we've got to divide that number into the school total to get a percentage. Then we've got to somehow try and work out which children haven't attended, because that's only telling us who has. So we've got to then take those children off the total number and then work out who hasn't come in and what percentage that is. Yes, but that sounds like a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, it is, yeah. And that's and that's why you've got to find ways of tracking it, you know, that's that's time neutral. You know, so, and what time neutral means is it's not going to add to your workload. You know, fundamentally, you need to know that data of which children have and which children haven't. And then we can focus on engaging the children that haven't so that we're on track to get our 80%. What about the other common areas? How do we track some of those? So, like teaching and learning, you know, so you're going to be looking at progress. So you're going to look at if teaching gets better, then learning will get better. And if learning gets better, you should be able to see an improvement in attainment throughout the year. So that's about having a tracking process continually. Do we assess performance each half term or do we assess full term or do we assess end of year? Because if we're doing a, you know, I was in a school yesterday where their current tracking method was basically a, a baseline test in September. So they did, you know, like running, jumping, uh, a bleep test type thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then in August, or sorry, July, they did the same test again. And if they were quicker and faster, that was their attainment progress. Okay. But actually, you know, kids have got taller, so they'll jump further. Yeah. The kids have got, you know, perhaps lost a bit of weight or they've spread out, you know, their size-wise, so they might get a bit faster naturally. It doesn't really, you know. And, and when we went through that as part of the subject leader CPD day, they kind of realised that actually they weren't tracking progress at all. They were just tracking an ability to do one thing that yeah. half of their P curriculum didn't actually impact. You yeah. know? So um, you've got to have a, a robust tracking method and that needs to be done each half term. So you can look at it and go, right, our kids are getting better at sport. That is a byproduct of our teaching getting better. You know, are our teachers getting more confident? So instead of doing a, a, a teacher voice or a, a feedback document in August, do one at Christmas, do one at may do you want to summer then and, and have that continually rather than just start of the year end of the year you yeah know? don't just bookend it actually keep it going yeah yeah and competitions you know the same so competitions is the same way as clubs track the data make sure all the children are taking part make sure you're focusing on the ones that haven't taken part yet you know 
it's all about having that data and using it. The other one, the other big one's the uh, daily physical activity. What about that? Yeah, and that that's one. What you need to do there is make sure, and this is where, you know, question four, can I track it? And if so, how? Can I track it? So if you're, we talked, did we talk briefly on one of the podcasts about creating the environment, but not necessarily? Yeah, it? lots of places have got the got the opportunity to yeah, be active, yeah, yeah. So but not necessarily everyone is. See, uh, this is the problem of doing them weeks apart, isn't it? You forget <laughs> of what you've talked about. But yeah, so rather than just, throwing a load of equipment out and saying, right, here's your opportunity, go play. You know, you can't track that. So therefore, that's not the right thing. You've got to look at how you can do something and track to make sure that children are getting more active. And, you know, in some scenarios, I think it's also worth noting that in some scenarios, it doesn't have to just be numbers. You can use visuals, you can use pupil feedback, you can use, you know, different areas. It doesn't have to be stats as we know them but stats help it, it sounds like a lot of work again though we're talking about people that haven't necessarily got the time to do this yeah it can be you know and it, it and look again i am gonna sort of egg a little bit of what we do here but our main or one of our four core objectives is that we reduce the workload for teachers and subject leaders. That's one of our, you know, whenever we put an idea on the on the boardroom table, it does it click one, two, three, and four? Does it tick boxes? Does it tick the fact that actually this needs to reduce or not impact workload? And that's why the TLGP system does what it does. You know, that's why we developed it so that subject leaders can get this data at the touch of a button. Sounds like a reasonable time to uh, remind everyone that you can uh, you can see the TLGPE system for yourselves at www.tlg-pe.co.uk and you can head over for a free trial session. Yeah, it's worth it, you know. And look, we one thing we don't do because we don't have time is badger people. So you know, because I, I hate it and you hate it, absolutely. Well. So you're not going to get a million and one emails if you log on for a free trial. What you are going to get is the opportunity to have a look around and see the sort of stuff that it can do for you. And if if you like what you see then book a tour because then you'll see even more. You know, generally what happens is people go in, they have a look. It's a bit daunting because there's a lot to it. So book a tour and then one of the team here will guide you through it and show you exactly what each bit does and show you exactly how it saves you time. And then, you know, you can easily get what you need to get out of it and you can concentrate on your day job, basically. That seems a good time to finish for today so people can go and have a look. Um, Thanks all for listening. Don't forget to head over to the TLGP website. Check out your free trial. Uh, We'll be back next week with the final part of this series where we look at how to track impact each half term and how to make changes to your plan when needed. See you all next time.